The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I made a mistake today. Good afternoon, my neighbor. I know. Hey, I made a mistake and you didn't. You didn't make a mistake with that shirt you got on today. That is fantastic. Here's a mistake I made and I corrected myself. I wonder if you did it, if if you do this too. Now, some people don't even go down this road. Movies coming out. You're looking forward to seeing the movie as we are with Coming to America 2. You read read the the reviews, didn't you? I started to. You read the reviews, didn't you? I started to, oh, okay. and you know, I, I know I'm glad I started to read it. I'm still, I'm gonna be specific. I don't even remember the name. Name don't even matter. Washington Post review. So I started reading in the Washington Post because the headline got my attention. And the first, I, I read the first paragraph, not because of a spoiler, but because we're coming from mm-hmm. two different perspectives. The writer, Washington Post review says, Hey, essentially, let me just summarize. It's not even worth quoting verbatim. I think we can all agree that the original Coming to America was not a great movie. I said, okay, done. We're done. No, we can't agree. Yeah, exactly. You, we can't agree. There's nothing so, to talk about. I don't about. know what... I need to know your lens. Sounds like our I need political to know your discourse. background. I it need sounds to know like your our political name. discourse in 2021. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I like, there's certain all, things I, that are just like, okay, conversation over. Like, we, we're not, we're we're not speaking the same language. We're not we're on done. the same planet. If you don't agree that the first one was a classic, then you have okay. no credibility when it comes to this conversation. Not a cinematic masterpiece. Okay, we're done. We're done. We lost her. We yeah. lost her. We're done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, it, what are you expecting? Like, what is your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness in certain movies, I, I'm not looking for, you know, uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda. You know, I'm not looking for like this, this arty, ooh, what does that mean? That silence, what does that silence mean? I'm not looking for that here. I'm looking for pure entertainment. Give me pure entertainment. Give me Eddie. Eddie and Arsenio, give me some laughs. I'm good. I'm already skeptical about the storyline, but I was skeptical when I heard about coming to America too. This is not going to stop me from having a date night. I'm not going to watch it tonight. Going to watch it tomorrow, Mike. Date night, Saturday yeah. night. Me and Only Holly. How about you? All right, same. Uh, well, not me and Only Holly, but uh, me and Sarah Smith. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate. We you. Are, are planning to uh, to watch it tonight as well. Um, see. Oh man, look at his oh. head. Look at this. Come on, man. Royally <laughs> underwhelming parody of its predecessor. Of its predecessor. It wasn't. How about it that? Wasn't it wasn't wait. worth the wait. Well, who was waiting? Okay, I'm. I'm gonna be the apologist. I'm gonna be an Eddie apologist today. I'm gonna be a coming to America apologist. I wasn't waiting for a sequel. Who was waiting? 
Well, are we talking about waiting nobody the last was. year, six months? Yeah, we found out about it. I don't know that anybody was, nor was anybody therefore expecting this. Um, this is why I'm a little nervous, to tell you the truth. So Sarah and I are going to watch. Oh, really? Um, you know, I listen. It's it's good to see Eddie and Arsenio doing their thing. She's good to see them doing their thing in general, right? We talked the other day on your birthday about the great New York Times interview. If you missed it, I highly recommend you read it. It's a great um, look inside their relationship and their partnership. It's pretty inspiring right. stuff. Enlightening and inspiring. Um, but I, I, don't have, I don't have high hopes. I don't have <laughs> high hopes for this because, because how, how do you follow that? Which is why I never wanted that. Not only was I not looking for it, was I not waiting for it, was I not expecting it. I never wanted a sequel to come into America because it's perfect. It's perfect. Now, right. and so and listen, we spent the last few months since it's been, since you know we knew it was coming out on March fifth. We spent the last few months talking about it in anticipation. But now that it's here, now that it's here, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, it's almost like I got cold feet. Um. I got cold feet about it because I don't want to watch it and be disappointed. Not that it will somehow take away from the original, but you know, I, I hold Eddie Murphy and I hold that movie in such high regard until I would hate to see a flop. Uh, and and I would hate to a see flop. a failed attempt at picking up where they left off. You know, I, so right. I, 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 that's why I don't want to see the reviews or the headlines because I don't want to go into it with any kind of preconceived notions or any kind of like, you know, either high or low expectations. I want to go into it as neutrally as I can. But I got to be honest with you. I'm nervous about watching it and not liking it. The last time this happened, Michael, last time, something that I, we haven't talked about this. Something happened in 2021 that we haven't talked about. That's a first as far as I'm concerned. Something happened in 2021. This okay. Denzel this Washington year, made a bad movie. Denzel Washington made a bad movie. What was the movie? There is such a thing as a Stranger Things. Okay. Are you seeing Stranger Things? I'm not. No. With Remy Malik and Jared Leto. You know I'm watching. Oh, little no, little I, things, little things. I heard. Thank you, Gary. Little things, little things. Okay, hold on. Sorry, not Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a TV show. Hold on, hold uh, on, bro. Hold on. Things. See, I'm glad you said that. The little. I'm glad things. you said that. Yeah. Because I got now, the name wrong. Because the, the movie was all wrong. It was not, a, it, the movie was not fun. It was hey. not, it was disappointing. I was hyped about it. I saw the trailer. I love Remy Malik. love Jared Leto. Uh, well, kind of. And definitely we worshiped Denzel. And I watched this movie and it wouldn't end. And I'm like, it, it, I'm like, oh my God, this, did this just happen? Did Denzel Washington actually appear in a bad film? End. And so... Wait. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't want to watch Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall struggle. Go ahead. What's up? 20 second time out. What's up? Okay, let's just get this straight. You love Denzel as much as I do. We all love Denzel. Every, uh, every black man from the age of, of 15 to 72 or even 82, when he thinks of his life story or somebody portraying him in his life story, even 15 year olds say Denzel. Okay. Hey, everybody like everybody loves Denzel, right? Let's not pretend that Denzel hasn't made bad movies before, and I still love him. Denzel has made bad. I don't remember movies. them. If he's made bad movies, I don't remember them. What was that? What's the one with like, the train? Far... Was that Pelham One Twenty Three? Is that it? 
Is that the name of it? The take the remake? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. That wasn't a bad movie with him and Travolta. How about the other that wasn't one? a bad No, 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 no. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, if you think one. that was a bad movie, then the little things <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I, I mean, like by comparison? He made a movie. Taking a pal of one, two, three should be a, should have won an Academy Award. What? Denzel's my two dude. Guns? I love Denzel. And the other one, and I, I'm trying to think of, because I think of years when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It was so, he's, his, he had, I think it was another train involved. It's another train movie. Didn't he like, didn't he have another train movie? His daughters were involved. He was trying to save something. Then the one, then they had a movie when he was uh, the. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was a bad one. Then he had one where he was a pilot and the plane was upside down. Like, come on. He made some bad ones. Wait, but I still no, whoa, 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 whoa. Flight was not a bad movie. Wait, what do you? What movie did you watch? Flight was not a what? bad movie. Are you out of your freaking mind? Okay. Flight was phenomenal. Okay, give that phenomenal. Flight was phenomenal. I'll give you. I'll you give sound, you. Flight. You sound like this reviewer you talking about. We can't have a conversation if you okay. think flight is a bad movie. <laughs> Time out. Hold on, because I found it unstoppable. You see that movie? Oh. Unstoppable. Um, I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, it. so the point is, Denzel's made bad movies, and you still love him. And if you think about Eddie, because I, I felt the same way you did. I was thinking about it earlier today, and I felt a little. I had a little little knot in my stomach. I said, "Man, I'm a little nervous." Eddie's about to, you know, do Coming to America too. Well, he already did it, and and that's just a movie you don't need to mess with. But then I thought about it. Other than the Golden Child, we had a cameo in. Like, can you think of a really bad? Oh, you you tell me you like the gold. Oh, you like the Golden Child. This dude like the Golden Child. He like the Golden Child. This is the dude who likes the golden child. <laughs> what? Bruh, bruh, it oh took everything God. I had not to flip you off just now. It took oh everything I had. Oh, my to... God. Wait a minute. Lord. Wait, wait. We're not even friends. I I don't even know you. Jesus. I don't even. Duh. Bro, brother Numsi, my dear, sweet brother Numsi, did you just slander the golden child? Bruh. Bruh. I, yo, yo, man, I don't even know. I, listen. Let's just let's 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 move forward okay. amicably. I say we so take you, a break, and I say we like. We'll, if you we'll, think the well, moral of the story is we're a little nervous because we love Eddie and we love coming to America just like everybody else. We just don't want to be, be disappointed. Nervous. So Let let's just this, leave Mike? it there. Do oh, not no, no, no. say anything else. No, I'm please, Michael. Don't don't, it's, it's no, Friday. It's don't say anything else to upset me. I'm not. I'm not to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you. It's going to sound like a diss, but it's not. Kind of is, but it's but the end. There's good news in the end. Um, if you think the Golden Child is good, you have no reason to be nervous about coming to America too. If if that even passes the test for you, if that if that if that doesn't violate anything for you, if you say okay, I'm out. If the Golden Child is good for you, did you like Norbit too? You like Norbit? No, I did not like Norbit. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Because right. Norbit no, like was Norbert. better That's than Gold like... Child. How about, uh, how about Nutty you Professor probably, 2? Next, next you, don't say nothing about Bowfinger. Do not say nothing bad about Bowfinger. If you say something bad oh, about like Bowfinger, Bowfinger, you're doing the rest That's of the show by five. yourself. Okay. Oh, I like. 
That's okay. my top. I, I love Bowfinger. That's my number five Eddie Murphy movie. Somewhere in there. I love, I love Bowfinger. Crossing the, crossing I mean, the highway. You know. <laughs> Come on. Heavenly God. Heavenly God. Heavenly God. Heavenly God. Um, yo, yo, man, I'm, I, I'm very, very disappointed in you. Very, very disappointed in you. Um, man. We'll, we'll talk more about our watch list later on in the show. But Okay. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy about it. I can't believe it. You have, you have some terrible takes. That's in, one, that's in your top five terrible takes right there. No. Talking bad I about have my number one. Stuff. I can't wait to the comments. I section. want the I have my number one terrible take. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Three great words. Free, fries, Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Friday. participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax. Must update rewards. There's no slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand. You guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton were, we would have never picked those guys in video games. Never. LeBron, <laughs> the video game. Hold on. I, I got. Oh, so we I know. Gotta, we got to yeah. leave it right there. We got to no, take I gotta it. Say no, one no you can say something. I got to say one thing. LeBron says. I really need some size, and he got seven five Rudy Bear. Right, and he goes with six two Sabonis. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I, I'm like, I need some size. Right, Rudy Gobert is seven five. He takes a six two guy. Nobody plays video games. I just knew he was going to go back. I knew he was going to go back. That's real. He wasn't lying. That's he, real. I mean, he, he wasn't lying. If that if That's that real. clip isn't being played on loop, what a week for the Utah Jazz. Uh, so mm. Gobert and Mitchell both got fined today for their antics slash comments after the loss the other night in overtime to the Sixers uh, when they basically uh, did their conspiracy brother thing that the league had it out for them. And then LeBron comes back at, at the All-Star draft. They get picked last. Mitchell Ooh. and Gobert get picked last out of everybody. How they get picked last? How Donovan... Okay. I don't know, man. How's that, Donovan that's a Mitchell? hell of an explanation. Like, Gobert, Gobert, you know, he made my team, LeBron, and your team, too. Um, Gobert, I can understand. You know, people ain't, ain't, ain't really into defensive players in an all-star game. I got it. I got it. How do you have Donovan Mitchell be the last pick? 
How, he how just, those two? He, he just told you. And you know what? Honestly, what it does is it legitimizes that chip on the Jazz's shoulder. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we talked we talked yesterday like, oh man, nobody nobody's got it out for the Jazz. I guess we just want to see the best right. teams make it. I man, he was right. like, ain't nobody checking for Utah. Ain't nobody checking for Utah. He's like, even in their heyday, we no. And he's right. When you, we picked NBA Jam, I never right. saw anybody on NBA Jam pick Stockton and Malone ever. Ever. Pick and roll. You know? Pick like, and roll. <laughs> the assist. <laughs> you know? Carl Malone with that layup. 12 feet. You know? <laughs> the mailman. I mean, nobody from Stockton. Utah. Passing you know, Stockton. It just never he always happened. had the same dunk. So he, he always had the same dunk. He, Malone. He's, he's, always. He, he's, he's, he's spot on. Nobody walks around with a Utah Jazz NBA Jam throwback t shirt. I mean, it just it, it doesn't it, it doesn't exist. So he just basically not that they needed any more fuel to their fire, but LeBron most certainly LeBron and KD most certainly gave the Jazz uh, even more reason to feel like the world is against them because that was cold blooded. He was like nobody. Sorry, we just, he literally said sorry. We forgot about him. Just forgot. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the Jazz. And I don't know if he meant in more than one context, like in this context for for picking players or just in general. I'm not worried about the Jazz because the Western Conference still comes through me. Man, these guys LeBron might be right. Actually, saying it. I thought you know what, Mike. I'm gonna apologize to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I thought they were overreacting yesterday. They're right. Like they're even their peers. <laughs> even their peers, like nah. Like That's these guys so... are supposed to know. It's LeBron James. I've raved right. about his team building skills and Kevin Durant. They, these are basketball junkies. Even the basketball junkies. Who have been to Utah? Like we, I don't know. I've been to Utah before. Have you ever been to Utah? No, I haven't. Okay. Why? So been, why did you go to Utah? Because I covered the league. Because I, you know, so I, I used to oh, walk okay. there. At, so I've no, been that's there. great. Closest I ever been to Utah was was in Fletch. That's the closest I ever been to Utah. Was was either the NBA Finals. Or Fletch. <laughs> when Irwin F. Fletcher went to Utah. Fletch. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only time I can remember. That's the only, that's the only time I think about Utah. Or Johnny like, Utah. Okay. <laughs> From point like break. Most NBA fans. Me. I, I, they, let me stop. They got some, I'm sure there's some fine people in Utah. Mitt Romney, when he wants to be, is decent. It's all right. You know, when convenient. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, some very fine people in Utah. It's all right. Let me stop. Go ahead. What were you about uh, to say? It's, it's all right. Now let's not go, let's not go too far. It's it's just all right. Now I said conveniently. I said conveniently. He's you know he's he's a decent person. Go ahead. And see see most M- most NBA fans have an excuse because it's just a location. You're not think you're not really you're not checking for Utah. I just don't understand how LeBron James, who has played against Donovan Mitchell and has seen him <laughs> go for that. Donovan Mitchell was never bad. He came into he was a rookie. He was nice as a rookie, yeah. and he just take it off. Yeah, it's still, but I don't know what it is, Mike. They've had exciting like Donovan Mitchell's an exciting player and the number two score in NBA history, the number two score in the history of basketball. It's Carl Malone. Who? Oh, oh, it's Carl Malone. Malone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Of course. No, I I thought. No, I'm sorry. You you said you said the way you said that 
You're like, Donovan Mitchell's exciting, and the number two. I was like, wait, Donovan Mitchell? Like, what I missed? No, I was gonna say, <laughs> sorry, had, I wasn't thinking about. I wasn't thinking about Carmelo. Right, exactly. And yeah. I, you know, and I don't even yeah. know what it is because I because my no, no theory really fits. They've had exciting players. If if you're of a mind of watching Carl Malone do his thing, you can say Carl Malone was an exciting player. I didn't think so. But Stockton? What about Stockton? No? Shorts? Yeah, no. So I mean listen, dudes dude probably would never be he probably would never be touched Dr. in the assists. Dr. Uh, Duncan Stein used to play there back in the day. I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just the, Look, man, I don't know. It's 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 not that, it's that both of them got picked last. Some somebody was gonna be last. Somebody was gonna be last. Somebody was. It's that both of them, not both of them, both of them got picked last. I mean, it's it's too good to be true. Um, what do you think the, of their the team? The team with the best record, their two all stars got picked last. It's incredible. Um, I think I think it was the reverse of our drafting yesterday. Like LeBron's yes. team is going to dismantle his. They're going to demolish Durant's team the way that no, my team that. Durant would hypothetically okay. demolish yours from yesterday. So we switch roles. LeBron drafted like I did on yesterday's. Yeah, show. Like it's exactly. not even close. Giannis even said it. Giannis even said it. Like yo, it's it's it's, it's a wrap. It's over. When he saw that starting lineup. Like how do you let LeBron get Giannis, Steph, Luca? And Jokic in his starting lineup, like Durant. You know what Durant? You know what Durant drafted like somebody who's drafted for the first time. That's what he looked like. He looked like a first-time captain because it was like. Let's see Durant. Like, oh, it's not on. about Let's getting see. your friends on the team. Let's see Durant's team again. Put Durant's, Durant's team, team up again. Durant, I mean, it's look. They're all all stars. So I mean, I'm not saying they won't, you know, have their moments. But on paper, it's not even close. It's not even close. Okay, that's the Browns. Let's, let's see Durant. All right, here we go. It's not even close. Hey. I mean, it doesn't help that Durant is out, as we talked see, about. If you're close, that's the see. That's the dip. I, I think that's why. That's why it looks a little shaky. See, his, I don't know. I don't understand his team though. <laughs> his team is like I'm picking my boys. I mean, he picked. Did he pick Kyrie first? Was that? He was that Kyrie did, he, did he pick Kyrie Irving first? Okay, well, you know what? First. That's like, slander, that's like slandering the golden child. Like, all right, we know, we know, we know where you're coming from here. Like, you, you know, you just on some other stuff right now. Um, but you know, it's it's, but it's it an all star game. This, this draft these is fun. Great, these are great players. And so, just like you think you about yeah. to beat me in our in our mythical matchup, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a real game on Sunday, even without Kevin Durant. I'm sure the game that you won't watch. It's a game that I'm not looking forward to. I will watch it because what else? Am I, what else am I gonna watch? Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm maybe just, the Golden Child again. Maybe maybe you can watch the Golden I, Child like, again. Dude, you know, I, I'm serious on the gold. Realize I'm, I'm really the shocked. Of your I'm shocked at you on the Golden Child. Like, why do you I'm, like the Golden? I'm shocked child? at you. Tell, tell me what you like. Funny? About Seriously. Okay. Eddie Murphy. His love interest, who looks a lot like Sade, who I had a serious crush on back in the day. What's this? The little boy. What's his had stuff. What's his you know? had? I mean, I don't know. I don't know her whereabouts nowadays. Um, I mean, Monty. There's a ground, Monty. 
There's a ground. Now turn on the damn lights. Like, come on, man. Like, why, how can you not? Like, it's a, it's a hilarious movie. It's a great movie. I mean, it's not, it's not a top five for me, but it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Speaking of which, what do you, you want to say about Eddie's second act since, we, since you brought me, since I brought us back there? Go ahead. What do you want to say about that? Because you yeah, never really got you to know, the point about Eddie's second act. No, no. Eddie, Eddie um, you know, I, I've said for a long time, and I don't know if it's true now, but I said it like 10 years ago. Because if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not mistaken, his last foray into stand-up comedy was Raw. I, I don't think so. he's done anything. He said he's coming back to I'm, the stage. That, that's that's my point. I don't think he's done anything yeah. in 30 years. He hasn't done stand Like, you imagine, mm. you haven't done stand-up that we know about in 30-plus years. And I know, like, all these comics who are friends, who are, very, who are truly friends, like Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld. We see them on the big stage, but I know they go around uh, comedy clubs in New York City, you know, maybe like 55 people in the room, 100 people in the room, and they go out and they, they, they workshop. They sharp. So yeah, I don't know sharp, if yeah. Eddie has done that. I'm going to guess he hasn't. Mm-hmm. So for somebody to go 30 years off the comedy stage, like Dave Chappelle does what I just mentioned. You know, he'll yeah. go, he'll drop in the <laughs> clubs. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I'm not, see, I'm not nervous on Eddie with stand-up because I always said if Eddie yeah. wanted to get back in the stand-up, I said it in 98. I said it in 2008. If Eddie comes back in, Eddie's a player. Eddie's relevant. And so I'm looking forward um, to see, I'm looking forward to you don't think you don't think so though. Well, no 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 no. I, well, I would never ever disrespect the goat. But I will say that the um, game is even changed. even his his return. Yeah, even his return to Saturday Night Live as I recall was kind of hit or miss. You know. Um, because he, not only has the game changed, he's changed. He's a different, like you talked about Raw. His material, he's not going to get up there talking about the same thing he talked about in Raw. Oh, no. He's not going to get up there oh, talking about the same thing he talked about in Delirious. Not only that, not only his delivery is not going to be, he's, he's not as quick with his delivery as he used to be. Um, he's just, he's, he's aged. And he's not old, but he's aged, he's matured, he's evolved. Chappelle has evolved from killing them softly to, you know, what he's doing right now. That's a different Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? That's a different, they, a lot of them evolve. So it'll be interesting to see how Eddie executes comedy nowadays because he's going to, he's not, he's not going to wear a leather suit, you know, <laughs> he's, he just, he's going to be a, a different guy. He's a different man at a different place in his life. And, and some of the things he said, let's let's call it what it is. Some of the things he said back That's in the I'm day, can't he do probably it. will not repeat. He probably oh will my not God. repeat. So Look, the game has changed in terms of what's funny, raw? but also in terms of what's acceptable. You couldn't do raw now. You couldn't. No, nobody can. Eddie Murphy can't. Nobody uh, can do that now. And I not only that, that, I say that, but Chappelle still does it. Chappelle doesn't just push the envelope. He takes that envelope and lights it on fire. So we say what you can and can't say, but Chappelle still says it. You know, I forget what the name of the the, uh, the recent stand-up was that, you know, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, yeah. And, and even his, even his Saturday, Night, that Saturday Night Live appearances, he'll take it there, you know. Um, and it's so interesting. No, I, listen, Mike, I, 
I'll, I'll buy tickets to go see Eddie do stand up to your point just to see what he's got. Well, you answered you answered the first question. The second one I was going to go uh, just going to raise with you is just how you how you see that line, how you see that line between we've moved on, we've moved on, we're in a better place, we've advanced as a culture to uh, the role of a comedian is to push us. I, the role of a comedian, you can't be you can't be a coward and be a great comedian. You can't be say a great comedian is not safe. I don't believe now that's not to say you have to be profane. You got to be vile to be a great comedian. I just think they're pushing. They're pushing us. They're they're finding humor in things that that we see every day that we just kind of miss. They're artists. And so an artist is, is sometimes is going to point out things that either you've never thought about before or things that you want to ignore. Oh, yeah. And they'll bring it to, no, I'm, bring I'm it not to your attention. They don't, no, they, it's their job to not just toe the line, but to move the line and to cross it. But there are certain subjects um, and certain things that you, you just, we've just come too far. To continue. I mean, you talked about it with rap music the other day, Michael. I mean, you gave a sermon about about rap music and where, and where we are with, with hip hop. I mean, I, I think the same thing can be said for comedy if you're going to say it about hip hop. That our but, our language, but our, our discourse, our dialogue has to has to change, has to has to evolve, has to mature. I think is the word. I'd like it to, but my point about hip hop is that for some of the, there, there are people who are you know Freddie Gibbs is popular. Freddie Gibbs. According to Complex Magazine, like he's up there, he's top five, right? So according to Michael Smith, even though no, you don't need Complex Magazine, I've okay, tried, I've tried to told you about this. According according to Michael Smith, he's top five. So no, it hasn't it hasn't come that far because from what I hear, it's just like okay, I heard this before. This is not this is nothing unusual. I heard this I heard this twenty five years ago. Not the style. The style has changed a little bit, but content, the content hasn't changed all that much. And maybe we're overthinking it or we're giving people, we're giving people uh, more credit than maybe they deserve. There, there's a whole segment, as we should know this by now. We should know, like, there's no difference between political appetite and, and comedic appetite. There's some people, we say politically, oh, you can't say that. And they say, why not? I sure can. And so comedy-wise, if Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle is looking at it saying, why should I stop? I'll make fun. It, I don't see a subject out there that I can't make fun of. Even classic Dave Chappelle. That can be, that can, that can be problematic. That can, can be problematic. It can be. That, but think that, about this, Mike. That, atti- that attitude can be problematic. Think about this. Before we saw Chappelle, so I don't know the, if you remember the first time you saw the Chappelle show, or maybe it was the first episode. I don't know. But before there was a Chappelle show, did you think anybody could make fun of slavery and you laugh as a black man? No, that's I did not different. think so. No, no, no. That, that's I, I, that's different. That's, I don't. No, that's that's not the same thing. How, how's no, that different? That's not the same thing. I mean, how's that different? There are certain. You could say that's problematic. He only Dave Chappelle was able to go through that very it's think, a narrow, narrow, narrow pass. 
it's probably like that thin and he was able to thread the needle and nobody else can. Nobody else can we do some of the skits. He's not he the did. first. He's not, no, for, that, yeah, that's fair. He, he's not. The, he's not the first person to to make fun of Slate. To make he might have been the first that we can in recent times to do a skit like that on slavery. He's not the first person to joke about slavery. We've been laughing at our pain from the beginning. Like that, that's like so. As I, I guess it's different because it's us. He took he took a lot of our inside jokes, so to speak, right to the mainstream. If you will, as, as mainstream as Chappelle's show can be, so yeah, okay, making fun of slavery can be problematic. Okay, look to yeah. bring it to sports. References to slavery can be problematic, depending on the source. You understand what I'm saying? Um, we we have a coach who's and and Doug McDermott who's, on, who's suspended yeah. right now. He can't he can't say stay on the plantation. We'll get to that later on in the show. Mm. So I guess a lot of it for me, when you said that I ever think somebody would make fun of slavery, like I, I feel like I heard people making fun of slavery before Dave Chappelle, not the way that he did. And that's not what I'm that's you know, I'm I'm I'll come up with a specific example of something. Cause I remember at various points watching a recent Dave Chappelle stand up and going, you know, and I'm not I'm I'm not the sensitive type. But going, did you laugh? You know, and so and we talk, when you did that, when you when you cringe, I didn't, did you also? I, did I, when you wince? No, did you laugh. No, I don't do the, I yeah. don't do the same. I don't do the, I, those aren't those aren't simultaneous reactions for me, generally speaking. But we just talked about this with Eddie Murphy, raw and delirious. Some of that material would not go over the same way that it did back then. It just wouldn't. Just society society's changed. Like like we talk like language has to change all the way around. Language can't just change. For one group of people toward another, we all got to get better uh, and more mature. Not to say that there are not ways of still poking fun, and Dave does that still as well as anybody. But there are times when you know it hits differently. It, Michael was saying the same things. The stuff you listened to back in the day in hip hop, yeah, it hits you oh, differently yeah. now. It hits. It, it just no, it no, sounds not, different now. Um, and 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 I just want I want you to know I'm I'm not necessarily uh, you know arguing with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested in oh, I know. what you have to say on this. Yeah. So I, I know. I, I'm going to tell you what I'm not interested in. disagreement. I'm going to tell you what I'm not interested in because I already know that that? where you're going to take it. I had it on the list today, but now I'm afraid to bring it up since we, since we pivoted to hip hop. You know what's been on repeat all day is Scary Hours 2. Drake dropped the EP. Uh, I, okay, why not? Give me a take on Drake. Go ahead and go ahead and just you know, go ahead. This you're on a roll today. You're gonna slander Drake. What you got? No. He sing too much. No. The R and B guy. What? No. Overrated. No, no, what? no, no. Oh, no, no oh, not oh, overrated. Oh, this is refreshing. Doesn't, doesn't sing too this much. This is refreshing. I like Drake. My 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 kids my kids like Drake. Uh, I think Drake is. I think he's cl- I think he's clever. Um, I, I love. Oof. No, I, I I would say I love Drake. No, I I don't have an issue. I'm trying to think of what my issue is. Oh, that's so, I'm okay. He's and not only that, not only that. You know what I like about Drake too? Drake is also extremely charismatic. Like he's a guy who can. I feel like he can hold his own no matter what he's doing. Like Drake is a great MC. Oh, no, hip hop wise, Drake is he's an MC. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, got no issues with it. Low-key comedian. Yeah, absolutely. No, oh, that's, that's good to know. Like, listen, man. Great sense of timing. You know, not to be a prisoner of the moment. Every, whenever I do a top five list, I always say to myself, is Drake in that? You know, because, I mean, like, nobody, nobody moves the needle like him. Very few people are as clever uh, with their wordplay uh, as he is. Um, his delivery is top-notch. Um, I, I, I've been a fan for a long time, and his body of work is so large where I'm like, you know what, man? Like, this dude, like, legitimately belongs in greatest of all time conversation. He, Drake is to rap what Patrick Mahomes is to quarterback play. Where it's like, yo, there's so many all-time greats who've done so much more than Patrick Mahomes. And so it's like, man, you know, can you call Patrick Mahomes one of the greatest of all time already? It's like, yeah, you can. Now, Drake has done a lot more in his career than Mahomes has. He's done a lot more than most hip-hop artists have. Like, you know, he's one of the biggest-selling and most popular artists of all time already. But my point is, when it comes to the pantheon of great MCs, I don't know, and I, I'm not, this isn't rhetorical, I legitimately don't know how many people bring up Drake. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I, haven't done my, I haven't done any research on, you know, the composite of, of all-time rankings and if Drake sneaks into people's top five. I struggle to put him in mine, but there's nobody, there's, very, there's nobody, no contemporary artist that I enjoy listening to as much as I enjoy uh, listening to Drake. By the way, did you see he dropped the Patrick Mahomes reference, which Patrick Mahomes noticed? Did you, did you, have, you, have you listened to Scary Hours yet? It's only three tracks. It's an EP. It's only three tracks. No. No, I haven't. Um, but I, I just thought of a hip-hop yeah. hip hop challenge. Heart just, turn, heart just Turn Purple. 360 up front. It all comes full circle. Class photograph. Sandy had me on my Urkel. Patty Mahomes about to fall short a couple hundred. Signed, sealed, delivered. I... The Notary Public. She witnessed me sign off on some undeniable numbers. That's, that's, that's my best drink. <laughs> Lemon pepper freestyle with him and Rick Roth. Patrick Mahomes took notice. <laughs> so it was, it, was a, it was a good day on Twitter. Here's a, here's a hip-hop challenge. I thought about the, right. you know, back to that, that complex. You ever see that complex list? You ever see that list? Like the, the greatest MC year by year? So... They go uh, greatest. I, I, greatest I'm familiar rapper. with the list. I'm so familiar with the year. list. Yes. I, I don't know if I, I haven't seen it. And then Shea Serrano has a rap yearbook too, which is uh, which yeah. is pretty good. So here's my challenge, and it's not going to solve. It's not going to solve it or answer any uh, questions. That is a, yeah, best rappers year by year. All right. So my challenge is to go to go your air, go. Yeah, go to your sweet spot. Whatever your sweet spot is, mm-hmm. the year where you knew hip hop the best, where you didn't have to ask somebody, what does that mean? Where you were up on slang, you didn't have to talk to the, what are these kids doing? Like you were that kid. You were a hip hop head. So go to that year that you were a hip hop head and then go out of your era to find the rappers who are the best. Because what, my point is, I think everybody's top five is really stuck in their era. So try to try try to uh, find a top five fair. out of your era and see is that universal good exercise. Isn't that, that kind of universal? Isn't that, yeah. that kind of sort of universal when it comes to sports too? Don't we do that as well? Like we're kind of locked in and it's really hard to move off of it uh, no matter what new it. information we may get. It's kind of hard to gotta do it. to adjust it. Like, yeah. No, I, 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 that's, that's fair. That's, def- that's definitely fair. 
Um, well, that's good. I'm relieved. I thought we were going to get into it about Drake. I thought you were going to. Nah, uh, man. We, tell me that nah, we was, good. You, know, you, don't, you don't see the big deal. I thought you were going to James Harden Drake. That's what I, that's what I was expecting. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't expect from you these days, man. Like go, the golden child thing. That's going to that's going to sit with me for a while. Um, that's really going. I can't believe that one's stung. That one's stung. I can't believe you think that's good. Man, you know what? You know what it might be as we go to break. Um, you know what it might be. It might be that going to your point about errors. You are ten years older than me. Ten. You're fifty one. I'm forty one. It may be when I watched Golden Child. It may be that it may be because of when I watched it. You you would have been older, a lot older, when you first watched Golden Child. So what year did it come out? It may not have resonated with you. Uh, what year did it come out? I think it came out in '86. Off the top of my head, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I think '86. Uh, hold on, so I'll tell you right now, I'm on IMDb right now. Golden right. Child came out in 1986, so I would have been seven years old. I would have been seven years old. So you have been seven years old in 1986. That means you were born in 1979. And yep. then 79 minus nine is 1970 when I was born. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, I just, we're all set. You, you still struggle with math. Thank you. No, no, we're going to break. struggle with math. How old are you? How old are you right now? How old are you right now? What year were Today. you born? <laughs> How old are you? What year were you born? Say, bro. Listen, I don't know what they were teaching at St. Vincent, St. Mary's, or whatever school you went to in Akron. But where I'm from, 51 minus 41 is 10. Use old. Deal with it. <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. How serious do you think he is about wanting change and not coming in until he gets change? Extremely serious. He's extremely serious. He, uh, at the end of the day, Deshaun is a great man. Let me say that first and foremost. He's a great man. He, he's even now he's a servant with leader. people. But I'm telling you, like a servant leader. Even now, with people trying to crucify him and talk bad on his name, he's still out there doing things for the community in Houston. So he's a great man. He's, he's a professional. He's going to do things that are still positive around the community and, you know, probably help his teammates out because they're still his teammates now. He'll probably still be helping them out, doing things here and there. But I, I highly doubt he'll, he'll ever, you know, suit up in a, in a Texas uniform again. I, he's very serious. I, 
I would say he's very serious. Wow. So our friends, Steve Weich, Jim Trotter, the Huddle and Flow podcast. They do a great job. They're talking with Jalen Ramsey, Mike. And uh, Ramsey, you know, two things stood out there. One, Ramsey seems like he knows what he's talking about. I know they share an agent. So he's very confident. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he could have added more. He said, no, let's leave it right there. He's very serious. But the other thing is that stood out to me, and, and Mike, I just wonder what you think about this. It kind of explains the situation right now. A lot of times when quarterbacks, or forget about quarterbacks, a lot of times when professional athletes sign contracts and then say they want out, they really get pilloried. I mean, th- that, doesn't, that just doesn't play well in the public sphere for, for any athlete. But Deshaun Watson, I'm not saying he's, he's escaped all criticism, but it hasn't been people tearing him down. And I think it's part of what Jalen Ramsey is saying there. He said, Deshaun is a great man. Wow, he's a, he's a great man. And a lot of people say that. Most people who have come across Deshaun Watson, who have spent some time with him, who have observed him, they come away saying, he's amazing. So when they see a dispute between Deshaun Watson and the Texans, no matter what the optics are, and the optics aren't great. Let me just face it. They're not great. You just signed a contract in September, and now you're saying it's untenable. A lot of people wouldn't be able to recover from that PR-wise, and Deshaun Watson's doing pretty well, and I think it's because of his character. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can't call it. Um, mm. You know, I know I spend two hours a day talking to you, and, and we see this, see this situation the same. And, you know, we, we uh, broadly speaking, we see uh, athlete agency and, and athlete independence the same way. Um, yes. But don't get it twisted. There are people out there uh, who think Deshaun is completely out of line. Uh, there are people in the media who've been critical of him, which I a think lot? a lot of that's frankly. You think a lot of them though? I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I haven't. I haven't necessarily done a role, or, or I don't. I, I don't watch. <laughs> I shouldn't say this as God willing, somebody's watching us right now. I don't watch a lot of sports talk television. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't watch those. I don't watch those talking head shows. You know, that's just. So Those hey, watch guys. us though, you know. Um, right. Yeah, you know. But uh, so I, I can't really, I can't really tell you wh- how much criticism he's getting and, and from what corners he's getting it. But I know it's out there. I mean, I, I I know that it's out there because I've had conversations with people connected to him about whether or not it's worth it for him to respond publicly to some of the stuff that's been out there. Um, you know. I think if I had to guess, if I had to guess, Michael, I would say the majority are, are on Team Deshaun because I think the villain in this situation has become uh, an unknown uh, former team chaplain turned, you know, team head honcho in Jack Easterby. Like Jack Easterby has become something of a of a household name nationally, which is crazy when you think about it. Right. So I think. A lot of people have, have pointed the finger at him, um, both in Houston and nationally, as representative of the dysfunction in the organization. I think when a J.J. Watt 
who for all the people who have been critical of J.J. Watt over the years and, and think think he's a phony or think he puts on for the camera to set the other or just whatever. J.J. Uh, Watt saying we wasted one of your years. Um, that only helps Deshaun's cause. Not that he needs any more credibility. He has his own. Deshaun came into the league wildly popular. Uh, he's been that servant leader the guys just talked about. He's been great in the community. Um, he's been a great uh, spokesperson for the game. You know, it's uh, it's like uh, it's like it's like Vision in Civil War. Wanda, no one dislikes you. It's like nobody dislikes Deshaun Watson. Like who who dislikes Deshaun Watson? Right. Like everybody likes Deshaun. Even if you don't root for the Texans, you like Deshaun Watson. So. Um, I think there's I think he has built up a lot of goodwill that he's benefiting from, but that does not protect him from getting the like you mentioned earlier, the usual oh who do you think you are reaction. Well, you know, I mean, like, because okay. at, at the end of the day, Michael, at the end of the day, he's still a player. He's still an employee. He's still a black man, a black quarterback. Things have changed. But they ain't changed that much to where he's not going to get criticized by quite a few people Well, for, like you said, signing a contract in September and then saying you want out, even though teams do that all the time. And I think for the most part, collectively, Michael, we are more enlightened, you know, when it comes to like, you know, hey, you know, I think people like LeBron have done an amazing job of really kind of you know, walking so people like Deshaun could run. You know, like take, yeah. taking some of those. Because even if you look at NBA moves, James Harden notwithstanding, a lot of times when players change teams uh, and force their way out, it's not met with anywhere near the same vitriol, not that anything really is, as, as LeBron James had to deal with. And so it's gotten a little bit better, with just a little more enlightened as we go along when it comes to, hey, teams all the time. Draymond dropped the mic on this the other day. Teams all the time make decisions for the about the player and that affect the player's future. Why can't the player do the same thing? Uh, you know, a contract goes both ways. If a team could break it, so can the, so can the player. I think most reasonable people feel that way. And Deshaun does have a lot of popularity and good, popularity and goodwill, Michael. But I think you and I both know. And if you look and listen, you'll hear plenty of. You signed a contract. He should sit there and rot. You are ungrateful so-and-so yeah. getting paid $150 million. You know, go out there and play. Last thing I'll say, I'm sorry, I won't, I won't ramble too much more. Last right. thing I'll say right. that also helps, he's played so incredibly well. And he played so incredibly well despite the circumstances last year to there's some sympathy involved. Like, man, he deserves better. So I think that's also working in his favor. Yeah. Now, look, I think everybody's going to get criticism no matter who you are, no matter how popular you are, what I'm saying is it's not as nasty and over the top as it usually is in these cases. Because I'm, I'm, I'm factoring in that there's going to be criticism for everybody. If, whether it's J.J. Watt, who has done uh, wonderful things, as you mentioned, whether it's J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, or Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets criticized. So it's going to happen. But in this case, I think Deshaun Watson is a little bit different. And I don't know if it's him, the Texans, 
or a combination, a little bit of both. But I just, I feel like, Mike, that we are close. You ever feel like, you ever, and, and sometimes I'm, I'm wrong on this and you're wrong on this too, but if there's somebody who's been a, a newsbreaker in your career, you ever feel like Are the like hairs sometimes? on the back of your neck standing up? Yeah, something. Is that what you're saying? Ooh, <laughs> something's about to happen. Something, oh, it, you see things start to shift a little bit and you feel like uh, some news is going to break. I feel like we're going to have some Deshaun Watson news. I, I, this is what I know is not going to happen. We're not going to be sitting here in training camp if there is a traditional training camp in the NFL. We're not going to be sitting here in training camp saying, why is Deshaun Watson still on the Texans? I do believe he'll be traded before the draft. Before that's, the NFL okay, well, draft. That, I do. That's Because the opportunity is wishful, just so... That's wishful thinking. Not even wishful thinking. Because I, I don't care. I've never... As an aside, I've never really felt the Houston Texans. I you people you know, have it's, outside of Houston. It's, a, it's like really nothing about the Texans that just makes me like, yeah. ooh, they got right. great yeah. uniforms. You don't know about they got a. I like the way they play. No, as, no. As, <laughs> as, as as somebody as somebody who we both know put it to me recently, they're the early Saturday wild card game. You know, they just, they just, they just not yeah. that, they just not that team, you know? Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't really care what happens, but I just think just, just stepping back from it, looking at the Texans from the Texans perspective and the, and Deshaun Watson's perspective, it just makes so much sense for both of them to make this <laughs> thing happen before the draft. Yeah. But uh, see, Why I can't base like? it on that. I mean, Why? I, because it makes, it makes, it makes so idiots. much sense. So many. I think they do things differently in Texas. <laughs> they just do things differently. Oh, the Texans do it. things differently. And that's they, a they pivot. Just, they just do th- down there. They just do things differently pivot? down there. I I wasn't. I wasn't. Not yet. It's more of a tease than a pivot. Um, but I guess I'm just saying. Like I, man. I, I the other day. I the other day I did say maybe the Texans don't have to operate on our timetable right now. The draft isn't tomorrow. It's not this weekend. Um, they could, for all we know, be doing their due diligence right now. They could be, because they haven't said anything. So maybe their silence speaks volumes. You know, like you've seen a lot of the PR about misinformation. At one point, Cal McNair was calling insiders across the country talking about misinformation and you know trying to basically do some do some uh, clean up on aisle six on the part of the organization. You haven't seen or read much from the organization since. He told David Cully and Nick Casario, it's not happening. So maybe that speaks to what you're saying, that something I wonder brewing. they could be doing their due yeah. diligence right now, but I, I would not put it past them. I, I'm sorry to be a broken record. I just would not put it past them to cut off their nose despite their face because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And this is the same owner's father who said we cannot let, let the inmates run the prison. That there is a culture, one of Deshaun's issues, it's not just I'm sick of losing and I want to go somewhere where I can compete or I'm, or I'm, I, I'm frustrated by the direction of the team. There is a culture there that um, if you listen to people like Deshaun, if you listen to DeAndre Hopkins at one point, if you listen to Dwayne Brown at one point, if you listen to Ed Reed 
when he had a cup of coffee there. Um, it's just not. They're not. They're not. They're not about this. Hey, let's work together. Life. Like this. This is how we do things here in Houston. It's it's eerily similar to the conversation we're gonna have later on. Um, but it's like there, I. I just I could see a world in which, against all logic, they just make him sit. They just make him sit. It doesn't make That's any amazing. sense to, to the rest of us, but I, I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm prepared for it. The good news is, so is Deshaun, but I'm, I'm not prepared for this to end conveniently around the draft, just because you know, it all lines up when it comes to the draft picks and you know, uh, the timing. I, I, wow, that that's amazing. I believe it when I see it. At this point, I believe it when I see it. I would like to think that they're just behind closed doors meeting and strategizing. But I'll believe it when I see it at this point. I, 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 don't, I don't share your optimism that something's inevitable. It's not, and it's not even optimism. It just makes so much sense. Because <clears throat> I believe, I think you have to start here. I think if you're the Houston Texans, you have to ask yourself, do you think we can change Deshaun Watson? Do we think we can change Deshaun Watson's mind? I'll give him the answer. The answer is no. You can't change his mind. His, his mind is made up. So if, you, if, if we all agree that his mind is made up, Forget about his motivation. Like, uh, if you're even thinking, how how hard do we have to squeeze for him to come back? That's the wrong way to look at it. How long can he sit without getting an NFL paycheck? That's the wrong way of looking at it. You have to say, does he want to play here? And if the answer is no, then I think the path, the next, the next path you take is the draft and trades. Because Mike... You have the opportunity if the Jets, if you think the Jets will deal with you, and I know that's, that's iffy. I know the Dolphins certainly will, will deal with them. The Dolphins will give them number three. But if you think the Jets could give you number two, theoretically, you could come out of this thing, according to Chris Sims, you could come out with the best quarterback in the entire draft and more stuff if you trade a guy who doesn't want to be there, like that just blows my mind. I know Zach Wilson will, will have to pray that one day he's close to Deshaun Watson's level, but you still have the opportunity to get the number one quarterback in this draft, Mike, according to some, Mike, and other stuff. Don't, How could you sit there and you're pass that out, up? You're leaving out one major factor. And, I, and I, listen, I've, I've probably been we, we talk about Deshaun Watson. We probably talk about it every other day, if not daily. Yeah, you know, um, so I've probably been guilty of overlooking this as well. So I'm not pointing the finger at you and saying you're not aware of this. I probably tell me what I is got it? a factor in ego, man. Ego, 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 ego. There are multiple parties okay. involved. Don't underestimate who's in Cal McNair's ear. Don't underestimate what people are telling him. Don't under- underestimate. It's being about nothing, but like, it, it, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Nobody's gonna sign think? a contract in September and then tell me you want out. I, I just, whether it's other, I know, I know, we don't have the right answer. They, they might, they might be concerned about precedent for you know, so like, oh, we can't be power, man. Okay, always about That's power. Fair. Again, we'll get to the, we'll get, we'll get to it later. But the, the, who, who's in charge here is is what this is. Before we hit this, not the logic you're talking about. No, actually, I want to pivot before we go to break. We good. Okay. We got, we got, no, right, we got so, some time. You're good. Go ahead. All right, good. Well, let me ask you this, then. And then this is the last uh, question I yeah. have on Houston. Give me an answer. Yep. 
can't be a combination. I don't want to hear combination. It's a little this, a little that. Okay. I want you to just, if All you're right. betting, if you're, if you're hedging. I'll try. Who's in charge there? Who's making the call in Houston? Who is, not who's controlling the money, who is in charge of football operations for the Houston Texans among Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, Nick Casario? Who's in charge? Yeah, so, yeah, I, w- I wish that were a rhetorical question because that's not fair. For you to, for you to say to me, tell me who's the, who has the final say, I can't. And I, I don't I don't know that there is there's a clean answer. That's the problem. I I'm mean, gonna t- yeah, okay. I'm final gonna say on final say on on, on, on who who's who we gonna draft in the third round? Okay, no. that may be that may there may be a Nick Casario. No, that's what I'm saying. No. Nick Casario may be the answer to that question. Final 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 say you. on trading. final say on, on trading Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. I don't think that that's a I don't think that's a one person answer. I don't I don't think that you that's just up to Nick Casario. I don't think so. I'm a, I'm a if, if, if anybody is Cal McNair's call, if anybody is, this, if anybody is, is Cal McNair's call, if he's one person. It's my bibliography. Uh, it's my bibliography tight here. If I cite someone else's work and give them credit for it, I'm good there, right? I'm not. I'm not passing this off as my own material. Just I just want to make sure I'm protected. If, if, if people say, "Oh, oh, oh, you stole that," I'm telling you, I did steal it. I'm going to tell you who I stole it from. There's a guy I talk to pretty often. This guy said, look, you don't pay Nick Casario $6 million a year and not give him the authority to do what he needs to do. That guy's name is Michael Smith. When Michael Smith said that last week. Why would you pay Nick Casario $6 million a year if you're not going to give him power? So I'm going I'm I'm to steal his point. I think it's Nick Casario. I think Nick Casario has got the final say. Okay. And if All he right. has a final say, I do want to pick. If it's Casario, he mm-hmm. makes that trade. You think you think he comes to his senses? Okay. Um, sure. I do want to pivot yeah. though, because right now, if you okay, this 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 will blow your mind. If you told me, all right, here's, here's another. If you said Michael, sitting here right now, which quarterback is more likely to be traded? If you had to bet, if I had to bet, if I had to bet this house, if you force me to bet this house I'm in right now on whether Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson were going to be traded this offseason, I would say it would be Russell Wilson. Wow. I would, I would, I would place that bet. I would Ooh. say the more, the more likely person to get traded is Tell Russell Wilson at this point. Well, for starters, just yesterday we learned there it is <laughs> that the Seahawks, while not actively shopping him, are both making and taking calls on Russell Wilson. And they're not happy about how this has all played out, which we, we've known that various people have said that whether it was immediately after the Dan Patrick interview, whether it was Mike Silver the other day, we've seen reports from a lot of different sources that the Seahawks aren't happy about Russell Wilson putting their business in the street. Um, I, I know you don't think he's going anywhere this year. I know our resident Seahawks expert Jason Johnson doesn't think he's going anywhere this year. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Good story, yeah. And I agree. there's a, there's a, there's a. He had a list. I told you when he had a list. You don't make a list if you haven't 
You don't go back from a list. Is there, you know, in a relationship, in a marriage, or certain things that you just cannot take back. Like, right. I'm and set aside the cap hit. The cap hit is gargantuan. If it's pre June one, if it's June, if it's post June one, it's a little bit. It's still a harsh cap hit, but not as bad. I'm setting aside the finance for a second because you can work around that. Like, there's a certain threshold. It's like, wait, here is my list, and I'm making it public. He didn't tell the Seahawks that he has a list privately. His agent told the media, here are the teams the world. to whom he would like to go to. Yeah. That's not, that's not nothing. That's not, that's not an attention grab. Like, that's not, oh, okay, I just feel like throwing a tantrum so maybe you'll finally pay attention to your quarterback who's you paid all his money to who's the face of your franchise. Like, he wants out. I, and I do believe that they don't like how he's going about it. And they would be, they would, it would be, it would be a dereliction of duty if they were not both taking and making calls on Russell Wilson. Why not? Why can't you make a call on Russell Wilson? Why can't you shop him while not actively shopping him? Damn that, actively shop him. He's, he, he's already taking the pressure off you. He's already said he wants out. You're going to hurt his feelings if you actively shop him? If you say, hey, man, I know you got Raiders, Saints, Cowboys, and Bears on your list, but check this out, partner. Uh, we were on the phone with this team, and they said they'd give us this. What you think? You want to re- reconsider this? If you want out, here you go. Here's your opportunity. So this if I'm great. the Seahawks, you talk about taking the, who's in charge, I'm taking the power back in this context, and I am now shopping him, short of putting up a sale sign on his lawn wherever he lives in Seattle. I am shopping him, if I'm the Seahawks, to see if it makes sense for us. And then, if it's not one of those teams on that list, see if it makes sense for him. But he's already, he's already opened the door, walked through it. Why not? So this, this to me, is a, a precursor. It's going... I, 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 I said it when, it when the list came out. Now, after yesterday's news, I am more convinced it's going to happen. How they do the accounting, how they manage the cap situation, and to whom remains to be seen, but it's going to happen. I don't think this is just something that just goes, come training camp, be like, oh, go Hawks. Oh, no big deal. That's in the past. Bygones be bygones. No, it's going to happen. He's out. Now, this, this really is exciting. And you know what? I, I think I, I, need to, uh, I need to apologize to somebody. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody um, was doing a podcast. It may have been a, a college student. Whoever it was, you know who you are. You asked me the question. I kind of dismissed it. You were right. I was wrong. And the question, Mike, was, do you think that this movement from NFL quarterbacks is akin to what's happening in the NBA? And I said, no, no, it's a little different. NBA, you know, players want it to happen, and it happens. And general managers just really are helpless in a lot of cases. But this is, it's maybe it's not fully NBA type movement, but we're going somewhere. This is different. We haven't seen this mm-hmm. in the NFL before. This is exciting. You, you're having, um, if, if, if we're making the NBA comparison, LeBron did his thing and then the gates flung open because LeBron started it. And now we just saw the 43-year-old dude Tom Brady leaves New England, and now 
there's activity. We got activity. We got Deshaun Watson wanting to move and Russell Wilson wanting to move and Matthew Stafford moving. We're on to something. I, I look forward to it. And I, and I think if he is moved, maybe it's not one of those four teams that's on his list. Because if the Seahawks are opening yeah. it up, that tells yeah. you that there, I, I, there are a lot of teams out there that are desperately desperately need quarterbacks and they're not in in a position to draft what they need or if they are in position to draft what they need they say well wait a minute why wouldn't I take Russell Wilson over Justin Fields just, I just don't know name. why wouldn't I take yeah. uh, Russell Wilson over Trey Lance I'll take Russell Wilson and I'm right yeah. I'm right in the game Let's go, ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and get this break in. We're, we're a little over our usual schedule, but let's get this break in. And then on the other side, let's, uh, let's get back to Texas. We've been, we've been teasing it. We've been, we've been wanting to talk about it for several days now. Yeah, man. But the, but the yeah. Creighton situation took a turn. So I think the timing is perfect because Doug McDermott at Creighton and the eyes of Texas. Greg. Fruit from the same tree. I did that. Oh, shit. Greg. I'm Greg. Sorry. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, Mike, uh, we've been talking about this story, or we've been teasing this story for what? 72 hours? 96 hours? Uh, here's the headline. UT needs rich donors. Email show wealthy alumni supporting Eyes of Texas. Uh, that's the fight song. Played after uh, every University of Texas at Austin game. Uh, these donors threatened to pull their donations because some students and some athletes had a problem with this song, the song uh, has ties to minstrelsy in the early 1900s. Uh, the phrase, the eyes of Texas, uh, connected to Robert E. Lee. Uh, Robert E. Lee, General Lee, uh, used to say that about the South, and it was kind of twisted around to the eyes of the South, the eyes of the South, and now it's the eyes of Texas uh, tailored to the great state of Texas. And Mike, I'm not here. I, you, you probably think I'm here to say how I feel about the eyes of Texas, the song itself. And I can tell you with all honesty, uh, before, you know, two weeks ago, never thought of the song, didn't know the history of the song, uh, didn't know that it was sung. Uh, I didn't know that the, the University of Texas traditions there, didn't know anything about it. I'm not here to, to tell you being alone on the field with well, the rest of the players. You, you, you didn't yeah. know that they would have been pissed off for a while. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's didn't know anything about it. Didn't know. Uh, I, I've been working on the railroad that it, it's, it's sung to that little tune and that tune has its own history. I'm just telling you this. It's I, I, I feel this way about people in general. And this is why um, 
This is why I don't, I don't have, I wouldn't say I have a bunch of friends. I know a lot of people, but I don't have a bunch of friends. I'm gonna tell you why. Because even back to my dating date, and my wife can tell you this, when we were dating, we, I, I, I wanted to just, I just wanted to get to the, I just wanted to just find out, okay, what's, what's real? Let's just, let's have a real conversation. So I always want to get to that point where I have a real conversation and I want to get beyond the niceties and see what's underneath the surface. So I think the question I may have asked her on date number one or date number two was, what do you like when you are upset? What do you like when you're angry? Because I think that's when you find out what people are all about. If you want to know what people are about, put pressure angry, on Angry them. or drunk. Yes, hey, what, put what pressure on them. Angry or drunk. I, just, <laughs> yeah. just, like, look, what, is, what are you like when somebody offends you? What are you like when somebody, you think somebody's messing with your money? Tell me what's valuable to you. And then if I say something about that, I want to know what comes out. So that, that's what's so intriguing to me about the situation. University of Texas. So what they've done on this is they've said that. So uh, the students, black students have said, we don't like this. And that not all black students and white students said, we don't like this either. We want to change this. So the University of Texas says, we'll change a building for you. We'll change the name of a building that we've named after a segregationist. We'll change the name of a, of a building where one of our math professors, we named a building after a math professor who didn't allow black students in his classes. Oh, we'll change that for you. Oh, thank you. I, I think you would want to do that on your own, but okay, but, but thank you. But this is where we draw the line. <laughs> but we are not going to check. You cannot, yeah. you cannot <laughs> mess with the eyes of Texas. You have your song. Go ahead. If it's that important to you, Great. Go ahead and sing it. There's some, and there's some black athletes who are all about it. Earl Campbell was like, oh yeah, don't mess with the eyes of Texas. Ricky Williams, oh, don't mess with the eyes of Texas. These donors are saying, we're going to take our money away. These donors are saying, oh, they're only 6% of the population, these black students. What kind of power do they have? Maybe they should go somewhere else. I think at the very least, I'm interested at the, I'm interested in the whole dynamic. University of Texas president, he's trying to he's trying to hold on to that money. Forget about this institution of higher learning and it's a robust exchange of ideas. No, 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 no. I'm trying to hold on to the money. I'm trying to hold on to my job. I just got the job. I don't want to lose it. These donors, they just want to hold on to their traditions and they want to look at who's challenging them to change their ways of thinking and they don't appreciate that very much and these students are looking at it and figuring out yeah you know what they're just trying to wait us out it's kind of wait they're just trying they just want to they want to placate us for a little bit and then have us go away uh but we really have no chance of winning this battle because we don't have the money mike they don't have the money or the influence to change these minds I, 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 I'm just—it's fascinating. The whole—the whole web of it is fascinating. Wait, wait. I think you almost—I think you almost said. Ooh, I think you almost said what I'm going to start by saying. I think I heard your your mouth—you you fixed your mouth to say, "I love this story." I love this story. Is that what you were about to say just now? Yeah. 
Because yeah. I, 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 I love this story. I love it because it's useful. It's, it's revealing. Mm-hmm. Not that it needs to re- be re- racism needs to be revealed because people know that racism runs rampant in this country. That racism is woven into every fabric of, fabric of this country's existence. But nonetheless, this is great. Like I, I, I'm, I, I love pulling back the curtain like this. This story is the most American. It is the most college football story that you can find. This is college football in a nutshell. This is America in a nutshell. Michael, I I said throughout this entire summer, when all of a sudden, in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd, uh, people got comfortable saying Black Lives Matter. I should say more people got comfortable saying Black Lives Matter. Uh, It became catchy, it became trendy. Um, Conveniently, a lot of people decided to, okay, fine, Black Lives Matter, fine. But I kept saying, like, we're only talking about the extreme manifestation of institutional racism and that's police brutality. So, yeah, literally, Black Lives Matter in the conversation about death at the hands of agents of the state. But this story is just the latest example that maybe mainstream America is okay saying that Black Lives Matter in that context. But black careers, black livelihoods, black feelings, black emotions, black thoughts, when it comes to policy, not so much. Uh, the voted, that, that voting rights bill, that for the people yeah. bill, good luck with that in the Senate. Good luck with that. Okay? Because what this story reflects and what this story illustrates, y'all lucky to be here. Y'all just work here. Sure. Y'all aren't people to us. Y'all are here for our amusement and our entertainment. And you're being paid in the form of a scholarship. Just be grateful. Let me connect it to the other story we've been referencing a few times with Greg McDermott. Thank you for catching that. So Greg McDermott, as everybody knows by now, Greg McDermott uh, is in some hot water because after a loss to Xavier earlier uh, last week, earlier this week, uh, he implored his players to not leave the plantation. He claimed that it's something that he never said before, which I find extremely hard to believe. Because you don't use a politically incorrect analogy in the correct context without practice. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Maybe he's never said it to black people. Maybe he's never said it to his players, but he's for damn sure said it. So that was what you call a Freudian slip. I'm not a psychology major, but that's what you call a Freudian slip. I connect that. Now, he's been suspended after a few days, and he's been super apologetic, and he's talked it through yeah. with the players, and they've had all the meetings, and, and they want him to keep coaching, and he's not going to resign. Okay, great. He's now been suspended uh, indefinitely from all re- team-related activities. That plantation line was so fitting and so appropriate because now going back to Austin, they're on the plantation and the overseers right now are cracking the whip. And the overseers are saying, hold on one second. Who the hell y'all think y'all are? Who the hell do you think you are to tell us how you feel about a song that celebrates the Confederacy? Know your place. Let's get to some of these emails. 
Her emails, their emails. Oh man, emails, man. You know what? You talk about how you like. What do people like when they're angry? Nothing better. Yeah. What do they like when they write emails? Emails are, emails are better. Emails are better. Give than me an emotional email. There it is. Six percent. Six percent email you reference numbers. This is the one. This is the best one. Yeah. Less than six yep. percent of our current student body is black. The tail cannot tail be allowed cannot to, be wag, allowed the to dog. wag the dog. Wow. And the dog must instead stand up for what is right. Nothing forces those students to attend UT Austin. Encourage them to select an alternate school now. UT needs rich donors who love the eyes of Texas more than they need one crop of irresponsible and uninformed students or faculty who won't do what they are paid to do. The faculty won't do what they're paid to do or the students won't do what they're paid to do. Which one are you talking about? Mm. Maybe both. I do not support UT anymore, even though my family has three generations of graduates, because it has become a bastion of far liberal indoctrination and only teaches one point of view, liberalism. Sorry, but it's clear at UT that the white male is totally screwed unless you are woke. But wait, there's more. The eyes of By the way, can I, before, you, before you read that, before yeah, you read that, go ahead. Can I just say, like, if, if you if you don't if you got late if you're late to the slang. Don't use it, cause you're, you're screwing it up. Stop, stop using it. Stop using it. No, but that's you don't know what no, it means. No, that's intentional. No, 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 no. That's intentional. No, they've co-opted it. That's intentional. They, 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 they if it is not kept and fully embraced, I will not be donating any additional money to athletics or the university or attending any events. Then it's time for you to put the foot down and make it perfectly clear that the heritage of Texas will not be lost. Keyword: heritage. It is sad heritage. that it is offending the blacks. The blacks. Anytime they say the blacks, that's another black. giveaway. It's offending the blacks. As I said before, the blacks are free, and it's time the for black. them to move on to another state where everything is in their favor. Yo, man, basically what all these emails are saying is like, yo, we've had enough of this. Yeah. These white folks that's writing these emails are like, we've had enough of y'all stuff. Okay? That's what they're basically saying. We've had enough of this. This has gone too far. This has gotten out of hand. Now, before you say, well, that's just not everybody. Don't overreact. No, I'm not that's just a that. few people. That's just a few bad apples. 70% of the emails they've gotten strike that tone. 70% strike that tone. You know, this, my- is the lar- this is the, mo- the wealthiest football program in America, the wealthiest athletic department in America, if I'm not mistaken. And what it comes down to, and I'll pass the mic back to you by saying this, Michael. They're going to sing that song. At this point, and I was looking at the, the recruiting uh, reports for 2021. They didn't do so great. A lot of it had to do with, you know, Tom Herman, you know, leaving and that sort of thing. Steve Sarkeesian coming in. At this point, you got to ask yourself, not only if you're a black player or a white player, if going to Texas is the right thing for you. But, so I would love, I would love to see the players players do what the alumni are talking about. I'd love to see the players boycott. The ones that are there, if you decide you can't sit and you got your scholarship and for whatever reason, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not putting that pressure on, on them. I'm saying when it comes to, for, for parents deciding to send their children to the University of Texas, when it comes to uh, students deciding to go to the University of Texas, where the field is plenty full of black workers, full of black field hands, but the coaching staff and the alumni and the stands... Different look to it. But you know, here's the thing, Michael. As I say, hey, you know, boycott Texas. Here's the thing. And this is the sad reality of the situation. If you don't play at Texas, you're going to work on some other plantation. Because that is that comes back to the conversation we've been having about college sports in particular. And it and it and it doesn't just stop at college sports. Deshaun Watson down the road in Houston is dealing with the same thing. 
work, the workers are only going to rise up so far before that rebellion, before that uprising gets squashed. And that's what we're seeing at Texas. That's what we see every day in one form or fashion in America, whether it's systematically dismantling voting rights or fighting for the maintenance of so-called heritage in a school song. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we've all heard this. We've all heard it. Some version of, of what I'm about to say. You've heard somebody say to you, auntie, uncle, mom, dad, say, when people tell you who they are, you should pay attention to them. You ever hear that? Believe them. Oh, yeah. Yes. When people tell you who they believe are, them the first time. believe them. So I think, all right, so there, there is a, now, this is it, it's a little tricky because I don't I don't want to just say one size fits all. For example, uh, we wouldn't have if 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 people just decided to to go in their own corners, we wouldn't have say a Ruby Bridges who you you I, I know and being from New Orleans you're very familiar with. You wouldn't have Ruby yeah. Bridges. You wouldn't have um, Thurgood Marshall. taking cases to the Supreme Court and dominating lawyer Thurgood Marshall dominating in the Supreme Court to the point where eventually he was nominated by LBJ as the first African-American on the Supreme Court. Sometimes our presence, even when we aren't wanted, black people, black Americans, our presence, even though we're not wanted, our presence opens doors and and enlightens and furthers conversation. So I am going to I acknowledge that whether you're talking about Jackie Robinson or Larry Doby uh, in sports or Chuck Cooper in basketball or uh, the, the athlete at Texas, they're going to have a statue for him because he was the first black player to play for the University of Texas in 1970, not 1925, not 1935, 1970. Wasn't that long ago. So the presence of black people in white spaces can be productive. I say all that to say this. Can be. Don't want to lecture anybody. You want your song? You keep your song. You believe in the heritage of Texas? Believe in the heritage of the University of Texas? And you don't care about the black population? If that's how you feel, thank you for telling me that. Now, if you're an athlete, you're a coach, you're a student, you're black. You got this information. Maybe it's your ministry, Tiffany Cross. Maybe it's your ministry to go there and 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 to be a freedom fighter and to show people a different way. Maybe that and and that's and I'm not dismissing that, Mike. Or you could do this. Go somewhere where pe- there's not so much hostility toward you. There are NFL players who didn't go to uh, SEC t- uh, schools and Big Ten schools no, well, but see, and uh, ACC schools? Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. How about an HBCU? I don't know if you've heard. Well, there there you go. But that's what I'm. That's saying. what I'm talking about. about. That's what I. That's, but that's what I. That's what I said toward the. Okay, gotcha. If you're talking about specifically an HBCU, that's a whole other conversation and a productive I know, one. It's necessary. But is it? And a necessary. It's another one. conversation. I'm but not it, trying to. I'm not trying to 
come here and, and and look, if you get there, you didn't know it was going to be like this and you're there. Thank God for those students who are there fighting. You're a junior at the, if you're a junior yeah. at the University of Texas, uh, Austin. And you had no idea that it was going to be like this. All right. You stand there and fight the fight and good because yeah. activism if is that's good. Your, if that's your standing choice. Up, yeah. 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 And standing up for what you believe in is good. But I'm talking about a high school right. junior, a high school senior. They've already shown you. They've already shown you right. what it's about. Why would you go there? I wouldn't even go there. So you say so you so, oh. you, so you're advocating you're advocating for more people, which is some which we thought it's, it might have been a larger trend, but it's you know more more HBCUs. But we're, I, I, I'm sorry, I hear you on that. Yep. I'll just say this last point. I thought you were about to say go to another school in general, no, nope. because the hostility is just more open. Yep. In this in this context, and then not to mention, this was journalism that uncovered these emails. How many of these yeah. emails are flying around at, throughout athletic departments and and you and, and in university uh, presidents' uh, email accounts throughout the country when it comes to issues that facing not just black athletes but black students on college campuses across the country? But your HBCU point is well taken. I did we, not we, attend we both- HBCU personally, um, but I wholeheartedly agree um, that I, I'm going to tell you it should be I'm going to tell you more, I'm going to share consider about more of these uh, prominent athletes yeah go ahead and I'm going to share I'm going to be fully transparent because you know we keep it 100 on the show we always do it. and we with each other we always have with each other right and we got that we got something. company waiting just FYI so you got the you get the last word it's, we got we get, okay I promise you get the last uh, word I promise because we got uh, a boy just two on. quick things two quick things um, I am going I will go back to school and I will go to nice. an HBCU. Nice. I will go to that. That is something that is going to happen uh, in the next couple of years. I'm going to go back to school. That's on my. That's on my list. I'm going to go back to school. Go. To that's that HBCU. next chapter you were talking about. That, yeah. That's one of those things that's going to happen. But I'll say, at some point, you've got to you've got to look at your life and you've got to say, Am I fighting? Am I fighting for what's right? Or am I asking for something? Am I asking to be accepted to, to what end? What, why am I asking? Why am I asking to be accepted in this space? Maybe the space, maybe I just don't want to be in this space. There are better spaces here. Because we built this joint for free, man. Because we built this joint for free. I said you were going to get well, the last well, word. Not, but I, I know that, but I'm saying. Because we built this joint for free. That's why. But hold on. What, what I'm saying That's is. That's why. Why are we trying to go to some of these spaces? Like, I don't want to. Why would you go to the University of Texas? Yeah. Why do you want to go there? You don't want to be. I, I, yes. I, why there? You don't want to be somewhere where you're, where you're not wanted. But I, that, it's a balance, man. It's a balance. I, I, I know it is. It. And that's why, that's why I'm doing the dance it's a, a little bit. You know, that's why I'm you, dancing. Yeah, that's why you said the Ruby Bridges example and Thurgood Marshall example. No, 100%. Because even, even in what we do, even like we don't own this space. We don't own right. this space. We don't own this network. We don't own, we don't own Comcast and NBC Universal or Peacock. You know, we, we talk about NFL coaches and, 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 and the Rooney rule. Like we don't own We don't own that. We, we, it always has this feeling of we're begging or asking or, 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 or de- demanding, you know, respect or, or the bare minimum. Why are we asking? Like we, we live here and we build it for free. So we got to go to break. Um, Vinny's yeah. standing by and we got a lot to get into. So, um, yes, but I'm do. glad we finally covered this topic. We've been waiting to do it all week. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad. 
But it's like you're asking people to respect your morality on a moral sense, and they're not even looking at it that way. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Weissman's that dude. But if you believe the reports, LaMelo Ball's the guy in his draft. But on the offensive end, when it comes to his playmaking ability, his creativity, his passing, his maturity, a 6-6 guard. That sounds awfully familiar. I hope uh, LaMelo is a good player because he's fun to watch against yeah. lesser competition. Great passes, great handle, just really creative. Yeah. I hope it translates to the league. Where are those Michael Jordan draft jokes at now? Because Michael Jordan says LaMelo has exceeded our expectations. And listen, there's a lot of LaMelo fatigue and therefore hatred online. Because, you know, listen, the dude moves the needle, but cannot deny the impact he's had on the Hornets. I think Melo has adjusted to the NBA game better than any of us ever thought this early in his career, says MJ. He's exceeded our expectations so far this season. Our goal is to build a consistent winner. And they have free agents look at our program, just like Gordon Hayward, Michael Holly did this offseason. Uh, Jordan told the uh, Associated Press. It's not just about Melo, it's about our group of young, talented players, our coaching staff, and our entire Hornets organization. All those factors, along with Charlotte being a great city, will make us become a destination. We'll see about that. But we've seen enough from a Melo ball of any goodwill, averaging 16 points a game, shooting 38% from three, six rebounds, six assists, to know that the kid is not just a real deal, but a burgeoning potential superstar. I'd love to know what your impressions have been of him and what are your sources around the league saying about how he's played so far this soon? I'll say for me, one name comes up when I watch him play. And it's a name that I've heard, but I really didn't see it until I actually saw him play. I wasn't ready to buy in. But Penny Hardaway, a young, skinny Penny mm. Hardaway when he mm. first came into the league, just adjusting, like just ball. going into his body and you could just see the gifts and the tools that were there. And to me, that's where you see it. You see the joy. You see the style in which he plays. And I know there's a lot of sort of, you know, secondhand stuff. I know we played the clip earlier about Golden State not drafting him. I think he's in the perfect place in Charlotte where there isn't this institutional pressure. There isn't this, you know, shadowy figure in Stephen Curry and Draymond Green for him to assimilate himself into. He's able to play with freedom. And I think for someone like that, a kid like that, to be able to perform, in Charlotte, outside the spotlight, even though you're playing for Michael Jordan, you're still playing in relative anonymity. To be able to grow and develop in your own and not be able to sort of play in this sort of pressure-packed spotlight that Golden State would have been this year, I think he'll be much better off for it. I think Golden State will be much better off for it. But he look, the way he throws passes it's almost the way that, you know, if Michael, if Michael Smith could play spades and knew how to, you know, play the big spade and put it on his forehead – he th that stank on those passes. Yes, Michael Smith, the stank on them passes that he throws. It would almost be like if you could play space. See, Mike, you had to say to him. 
Last time we talked, you said, it's Black History Month, be nice. So now that we're out of Black History Month, <laughs> he's, still, he's still coming for you. <laughs> he's coming for you now. <laughs> but it's, it's unbelievable. It's, but as a journalist, as a journalist, facts matter, and your facts are wrong. You continue to lay our loss at my feet, Vinny, and that's not how that went down. It well, it I, would own, I would own my mistake. Responsibility, Michael Smith. Don't you teach that to your kids? Don't you teach responsibility? I would take and it. Your L's it and taking your thought, L's like a man. Didn't you not underbid? Did you not underbid? I don't recall underbidding. I'm not going to say that I definitively didn't. I'm not going to definitively say that I did not underbid. I don't recall underbidding. That's not my recollection of the events. Okay, that's not my recollection. Let's move forward. Amicably, change well, the subject, let, please. Well, I, I, I am going to change the subject. I want to ask you, Vinny, if Lamelo is like where that ranks in your say your top stories of the first half. Now that we're off the All Star break, we can kind of look back and things that we expected, things that we didn't expect. We already, we already got Lamelo. What else is up there for you? Uh, a couple of things that just stand out. Well, for one, you know, just trudging through this season. I think we've honestly gotten to the point where the worst is over. I think largely it's been kind of nondescript if you look at it. Like things have happened that's been sort of like flashy in the pan, but nothing has sort of endured thus far, unless you want to count Joel Embiid and, and Nikola Jokic being two big men who play completely different styles, being the MVP front runners at this stage, in my opinion. And this is supposed to be a small man's game, but you got two seven footers, two, you know, four born seven footers at that leading the league in, in, in our fictional MVP voting to this point. I think that's a huge story. I think the whole Lakers, LeBron, how he's going to play the rest of this season out in this MVP chase, in this fifth championship chase, I think that's been huge. But in, in other than Brooklyn and the unexpectedness that has come from that, it's largely to me been let's get to the break and hopefully we have enough in the tank to where we can finish out the regular season and build it up to the playoffs as we hope to establish some type of old normal. Let's stay at the break. How critical, given the truncated nature of this season, coming off the bubble, uh, and players, you know, LeBron and others have already been outspoken about how they're not enthused about uh, the All-Star Sunday night events in Atlanta, Nonetheless, how critical just is this break right now, mentally, emotionally, physically? What are players and personnel around the league telling you about how just they're just so happy to be at this point right now? Everybody needs a break. I think mentally and emotionally, this has been sort of a drain. I don't think it's something that you can really quantify considering it's it's the first week of March and everything's sort of thrown about and, you know, you're coming off of the bubble. But I think you're seeing some of the mental fatigue and a lot of the players, even the ones who, who came out and didn't play after the bubble last year, it's just been such an awkward style of the season with the canceled games. You don't know what to expect. You have to bring more energy in every game, every night, where you can't manufacture it from the crowd. You can't manufacture it even if you're hated from the crowd. You can't even manufacture it either way. You literally have to bring your own energy. And I think that is so discounted at this point, what we don't what we aren't Mm. able to see for these players. I think we're seeing basketball to sort of like artificial point. It's almost like we hit the simulation button on NBA Live or NBA 2K, and we've just sort of gotten here. It doesn't feel like this season so far 
has a soul. And when the season doesn't have a soul to this point, the players have to bring all of that on their own. And I think that's draining. Uh, you probably can't see it, uh, Vinny, but underneath Michael uh, Smith's sweatshirt and that great Eddie Murphy shirt he has on, he's got a Brooklyn jersey under there because I think he may be the Brooklyn Nets' biggest fan. Have you changed the way you look at Brooklyn uh, in the last week, week and a half? And do you think that and if you have, do you think that they are, say, favorites to come out of the East and favorites to win the championship? How do you see them? So when you're asking me that question, what are you trying to imply if my thoughts have changed? What are you saying my thoughts were originally? Oh, so you, oh, you always thought they were uh, a championship team. Did you? No, 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 no. I thought they were a train wreck that could turn into a championship team. Okay. Train wrecks don't really happen in March. Like, let's see what happens in May and June. Because to me, May and June are the months that matter. But I will say this. Kevin, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden have played better together in the seven games that they played. They've worked this out to the point, and largely due to James Harden saying, you know what, I'm going to facilitate. I'm going to take my hands off of the ball a little bit, even though you see his usage and his numbers out there. He's not hogging the ball. He's giving enough space for everybody else to be what they need. That part, I wasn't sure that I could see coming, him taking that step back and all the other corresponding pieces working. But from a talent standpoint, you've got to explain to me beyond the shadow of a reasonable doubt how any team is going to beat this team with reasonable health four times in a seven-game series, maybe not just in the East, but period. How legitimate is Harden's MVP candidacy in your mind? Uh, Do you at all hold the first eight games and how he left Houston against him? Absolutely, I do. Damn straight, I do. And I can say that if, if history is our guide, and you'd have to go to the – I'm really going to geek out here. But I think it was 1982, Magic Johnson averaged 18 or 19 points, nine and a half assists, 9.7 rebounds, and finished nowhere in MVP voting. Why? Because he got Paul Westhead fired. And everybody held that against him, even though he could have very well have been, even though he was a 1A to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that year. He played a huge part and huge turmoil for the team that he played for. Now, James Harden created – huge turmoil for the team he played for for the team he was leaving for the team he was coming to and I can't you can't forget that especially if if eight games into a 72 game season I think that's that's right around 10 percent so if you're going to take that mark off of it you can't you can't forget that and plus I think Joel Embiid is such a huge front runner right now and how he's performing as an MVP candidate how that 76 team is playing around him consistently on both ends of the floor even if James Harden started off the season and didn't act the fool before the year started, I still would have Embiid and probably Jokic in front of him. But make no mistake about it. I think James Harden is playing MVP-type basketball, especially for him to be a quote-unquote number two on a team where maybe the game's best player is Kevin Durant as a number one. All right, here's my, here's my last question for you. In the spirit of coming to America 2, coming out today, what's the worst Eddie Murphy movie you've ever seen, Vinny Goodwill. It wasn't Does the such an animal child. exist. It wasn't the Golden Child Thank or nothing you. like that. You know, it wasn't Thank that. You. Like you, 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 tri- you, you tripping? You tripping, Michael Holly? I'll just say okay, that. Okay, what was it? Look, Thank you. You've been tripping Norman. all week. Now that I think about this, you said that oh, Janet Jackson. We'll you went on. We'll you went there. there. You went there. No, 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 no. This deserves it. You went there okay. on Al right. Gore and Al Green's internet. 
and, and fixed your mouth to say that Michael Jackson is not the most talented Jackson. Do we not remember the Jackson 5? Do we not remember how strong Michael Jackson's voice was as a child? I'm not even talking about off-the-wall thriller and all this other type of stuff. We can just go to how underrated young Michael Jackson was. Michael Jackson and young Kobe Bryant are two of the more underrated commodities in pop culture. And that's taking nothing away from Janet and the myriad of talents that she has. But just as a singing voice alone, and I love Janet Jackson. I love me some Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson is not the singer that Michael Jackson was, especially not as a youth. Now, you know, Vinny, to I Eddie Murphy's part, Bowfinger. I went too I, far. I, I, I went too far, Benny. You did. I, I, I went too you far. did. But That's wait. some light skin logic you did. Wait, didn't I you expect just, that out of Smith. Didn't you just, un- wait, didn't you just undermine it by saying that Bowfinger is his worst movie? I can't even name a bad Eddie Murphy said all that good movie. stuff. I just, I just pulled one. I just pulled one. I literally pulled one. Nor- I can't Norbit. Metro. Metro. Maybe that, there you go. Maybe Metro. That's what, that's what it was. Uh, that was the movie Robert De Niro. So yeah. You got the Motown shirt. I, bo- bonus NBA question on the way out. I, I know we, we real quick. Because uh, Blake Griffin got bought out. Does that move the needle at all? And if, if so, who can he help? What, what makes the most sense? I've seen Brooklyn a lot for Blake Griffin. I don't know if he can. I don't know who can help because I don't know if his body is, isn't broken. Like, it's too yeah. many surgeries and too many things. And I, I think the skill is there. I think the will and the grind is there. I just think sometimes your body doesn't, doesn't respond to the way you need it to. But I do think he's going to Brooklyn. We appreciate you, brother. All okay. good, y'all. All right, Vinny. Appreciate you, brother, Vin. Go rewatch oh, yeah. Good job. Uh, Bowfinger. And then watch Coming to America, too. No, no. <laughs> Bowfinger's dope. Bowfinger's good. I'm telling you. I think, I think the answer might be Norbit, though. Norbit. Brilliant. Norbit, too. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. By the way, Janet Jackson, tremendous, right? Janet Jackson on good time. Janet Jackson, just so, so talented. Maybe, perhaps, one day I'm going to make the argument. Don't do it. Don't you, don't do it. Don't do it. One don't day. do it. Don't you do it. She's the don't most you do talented. It. Roll the bro, roll, roll the bro, roll the music, Gary. The most roll talented the music, Jackson. Gary. Roll the Think music, about her Gary. career. Cut him off. You're not Cut thinking about it. And roll the music. You're not thinking about her career. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. You're just staying in one lane. I'm sorry. Do you, when you're saying this I'm stuff, sorry. when you're saying this type of stuff, like, is there a voice in your head at all that's like saying, that's like trying to pull you back or, or you just like, you know, like, do you ever have that conversation with you or, or do you have no, or there's no filter that says, you know what, this might not be something that I actually want to say. Or no filter just there. Just curious how you process. I, really? Okay. I want to go. Okay. Is there one on the market? Is there a filter on the market that I could pick up? Is that just, I'll spend for it. I'll spend yeah. for one of those. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. So Keith Man. Benby says, you really have to consider the creep factor. Okay. Nah. Uh, she's also multifaceted. MJ is 2D. 
I'm with Holly on this one. Her turning Nutty Professor to the clumps as a science nerd is proof enough of her versatility, although we all know under those glasses she was still bad. Yeah, that may all be true, but that doesn't make her more talented than Michael Jackson. I mean, what are we doing? Like, we could, yeah. we could love Janet without going too far, okay? Like, yeah, I, mean, I went too far. Michael? And, and thank you, Keith. Okay. Uh, thank you for the, the, for the kind words, but no. Only Holly said yeah. today, this morning, she said, why'd you say that? That was dumb. <laughs> more Oni. Uh, so obviously we spent a lot of time on Deshaun Watson. All these days run together. I don't remember. I don't remember what happened this week. I think it might have started with John McClain of the Houston Chronicle saying it was Texas Monday. Come to their senses and start. That was on Monday. Is that Monday? It feels like Monday. Forever ago. He, he did it he over had the a lot weekend. To say about it. Here's what you had to say. Deshaun is the one crying. Texans just chilling. They are in no hurry to make any moves. After a few more weeks, Deshaun will beg to go to any team. Wave his no trade clause. Houston can ask for any team's picks for the next three years and get it. Uh, just, I'm just going to get into the meat of the point. Yeah, maybe it's like we said with Russell Wilson. Maybe Deshaun uh, will open it up. I don't think Deshaun doesn't have a, a, as narrow a list as, as Russell Wilson does. But yeah, maybe it gets to a point where, uh, you know, the Texans do come to Deshaun with a team that maybe is not Miami, maybe not San Francisco, maybe not the top of his list, but if he wants out, they have to take Why the best deal. It, it is complicated from that perspective. If you can get anybody's picks. Because get he has a no trade he has a no trade clause, but they ultimately have to be be agreeable to send him right. with the right package where they want to send him to. So they all got it. They eventually got to come together is the bottom line. All right, what's next? So this is oh something that I think we're gonna be talking about. For quite a while. I don't see this guy slowing down this year. And I don't think it's going to hurt his case when Kevin Durant comes back because he's the, he's the engine. He's the straw that's stirring his drink. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tweets of the week. I saw this. This really comes down to your hatred for James Harden. And I think you need to, yes. like, work on this. Okay? Yeah. So the James Harden apology form, is it that the media convinced you that he was toxic? Is no. it that you don't watch enough actual games, Michael? That's nice. So fill that out and get back to us. What's next? Can I write in? Can I write in? I'm not a fan, but you know. Oh, is that it? Okay. I can learn. I can learn. Yeah. Uh, And I'm flexible. I'm I'm somewhat redeemable. So I got a chance to come around on him. Can you you please watch WandaVision this weekend? Can you try, please? Coming to America. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Three great words. Free Fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bottom up, up, up. Valid one time on Friday. Participating McDonald's through 12 31 Excludes tax. Must update rewards.